And in reality, the business product of individual football players working in a team or multiple work locations forming a network is, of course, very different. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. Now, some of you will know who we work are. They position themselves as a tech company, and they're generally seen as a co-working company. But in reality, they're a serviced office company with some shared space. They've got lots of private offices and then some co-working spaces and shared spaces. And in the real estate sector, they're actually viewed as a very large occupier. They hold many leases and management agreements of commercial office space across lots and lots of cities around the world. And their story has been playing out since 2010, when they started in New York. They had a high valuation point of $47 billion. Yes, you heard it, $47 billion, and they don't actually own any property, or at least very few. Now, we're undergoing a refinance at the moment, and Graham and I started talking about WeWork, and he mentioned it sounds a bit like a Premier League club. So thanks, Graham. I couldn't resist looking at the similarities. And it turns out there's actually quite a lot. So let's check these statements and see whether they're the same for a football club or for WeWork. First thing, are vast amounts of money being thrown about for the best positions, the best players, the best locations? Yeah, tick. Is the business mostly driven by super big egos? Um, tick. Is profit secondary to winning at all costs? Yep. Do management agreements often end in tears? Tick. Does anyone actually own anything apart from a mountain of debt? <laughs> often the case with both, right? Are second tier locations or clubs ignored? but often they provide more stability. And does occupancy, or in the case of football, fan dedication actually drive profit? It should do. And does the financial model seem completely implausible from the outside? Certainly looking in, it has seemed that way. And do fans sometimes organise revolts or even change allegiance? Yes, if you don't look after them. And the fundamental thing is eventually, the music will stop. And in some ways, it's really got nothing to do with the money. It's secondary to the more important outcomes for the owners. But it's actually everything to do with the money. Because without it, none of these huge ambitions could be achieved in such a short period of time. In the period of time that WeWork's been operating, our business had actually been operating for a fair bit longer. So, you know, hmm, trying not to compare. And this isn't unique to WeWork. There are plenty of other examples of businesses that have grown with scale with lots and lots of money. But this is one that's a little bit closer to home. And in reality, the business product of individual football players working in a team or multiple work locations forming a network is, of course, very different. But there are a lot of comparables when you look at the motivations and processes for the business. It's high adrenaline stuff, but the possibility of failure ever present. When is the money going to run out and how do we keep it flowing in until this thing becomes profitable? And unfortunately, in the case of WeWork, the music has been stuttering for some time and it's threatened to stop altogether. 
The challenge of whether the business can survive is down to whether it can raise more money, save money, and of course it's been harder now because the recent financial announcements have created uncertainty. And that would affect potential new clients, new staff, and new landlord agreements because there's uncertainty there. The co-working giant's financial position is well documented with the debt-to-equity ratio currently sitting at around minus 82%. Doesn't sound too healthy. Its assets to liabilities are 3.5 billion in the wrong direction and it only has 200 million left in cash, which does sound like a lot. But it's not so much for an operation that has over 715 locations around the globe. Those are either existing or coming online very shortly, according to the company's website. And that last year their loss was actually 397 million, which wasn't as bad as some years. But nevertheless, that money could be burnt pretty quickly. Now, WeWork has built the majority of its real estate locations through the use of rent-to-rent and management agreements with landlords. So rent-to-rent, some of you be familiar with from residential, where effectively you're paying one fee or lease for the property and then renting out, hopefully, for a higher figure and keeping the difference, as long as you've covered your expenses. And management agreements are slightly more balanced in the risk because you're not renting the space for a set fee and then trying to find uh, clients and uh, create that arbitrage. But actually the landlord's taking on some of that risk there. Um, But in fairness, it's swapped for some of the potential upside. So it is a fantastic tool, or both of them are really, for fast growth. But it comes at a price which at the moment is being displayed at the checkout and is increasingly being paid for by the shareholders, stakeholders and landlords rather than the product users. And owing the, owning the underlying asset is capital intensive and slows you down. But it does build in an extra layer of security and an underlying value there that's sitting in the balance sheet of the business. Now, on the positive side, WeWork has done some amazing things within the serviced office market or the co-working field. Model description is becoming increasingly a game of semantics. You say tomato, I say tomato. But either way, you can't deny the increase in awareness of the co-working and flex-based industry and the modern types of spaces and service levels it can provide for businesses seeking more than just a plain leased space. They've done wonders there. So does the flex-based industry have to worry about the downside of the WeWork situation and its current predicament? Well, let's look at football clubs again. There are plenty of other operators out there, other clubs, who are succeeding in the top flight and some of the lower leagues. So in terms of office space in the lesser quality or the second tier locations. And they're providing slightly different offers. The majority do have stable financial models and are returning value to their stakeholders. And if one club goes bust, it can have devastating consequences for the players and the wider stakeholders, of course. But the remaining clubs, the remaining locations and the leagues carry on, perhaps slightly the wiser, not always. And initially there's that shock to the system and the inevitable, I told you so's. But then everyone quietly reevaluates their own position 
and the profile of the leagues have often benefited from the odd supernova. So either way, it's easy to take pot shots from the outside and just remember, this is my unqualified opinion, right? Just in case anyone out there wants to sue me for my thoughts, but the flex space industry is on a fantastic growth trajectory with plenty of ways to stand out from the crowd. You don't need gazillions to be able to start this off and get running. And you don't need to pay for the best locations or the best players in the history of the game. WeWork has burst open the opportunities for other operators and new entrants to the market. The education piece for the customer, for the consumer, has been done. Others have gone before, but not quite in the way that WeWork have. So thank you from all of us. Now, if you're starting out or have one or two flex-based locations, then WeWork might have a location not too far away from you. We can all learn something from them, and I know it can be difficult if they're battling for market share with you. But let's hope that the people involved with that business, for them, things work out. Meanwhile, let's get on with our own furrow and pass on the opportunity to compare ourselves to the stellar progress of others. It really should have no bearing on your capabilities and aspirations. Now, if any listeners have any experiences of WeWork, good or bad, then reach out. Let us know about them. It would be super to share those stories. Okay, that's it for today. Catch you next time. Mm-hmm.